because I'm back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? You good? I know you like that. I know you like that. How long you been back, man? I see the girls in the club, they're getting wild for me. And all the pretty chicks all want to smile at me. These rap cats, man, they all got this style for me. And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me. And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we got some news to get to. And and we're going to do a little bit of a free agency preview. We're going to do it a little different than we did in years past. Where we talk about what we're looking for and not necessarily players we're looking for. Justin, how are you doing heading uh, into the last episode before the league new year? Even though we're going to have one on Monday because the Giants will probably do a ton of moves over the weekend. Bam, how are you doing? Yeah, um, silly Zach Rosenblatt put out a tweet uh, on Thursday morning saying it's going to be quiet on the front of news today, and then it will pick up over the weekend. Well, silly, and I can say this because we're friends, uh, silly, stupid Zach Rosenblatt was wrong. Of course, all the news hit us late in the evening, and uh, you know I think Riley Dixon cut released at 8 p.m., and now it's 8.15 p.m. I'm excited for some moves, Bobby. Um, I'm kind of... I'm kind of thinking in my brain about like going through all the scenarios of how are the Giants going to, you know, create that 40 million, not get to 40 million cap space, but how is Joe Shane going to create the 40 million that he wants to in his brain while also trying to upgrade the team in in some small positive ways? Um, But I'm excited. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And before we get into this, this episode was brought to you by one person. His name is MF underscore Finn 19, not his real name. Which will be great when I when he fills out the information for the envelope. Who who is this uh, hard person to fill out an envelope person? And I I just sent out uh, I mean like f- essentially forty stickers, forty mm. forty envelopes the other day because I was backed up due to the U.S. shortage of stickers. Wow. M Finn went to patreon.com slash talking giants. You know the drill. Patreon people are some of our favorite people in the world, and they get some perks. They get to hang out with us while we record the shows live, which, hey, if we sign some free agents, if we make some cuts, uh, we may be going live more often than not to record some episodes. So hang out with us, be a part of it. Uh, Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers, stickers, magnets in the mail when things aren't backed up, and you also get access to two shirt raffles per month, patreon.com slash Giants. Thanks for our patrons. Oh. Thank you, patrons. You know, you didn't you didn't do something in the intro that kind of it doesn't offend me, but it's it slightly hurts me. How about you spill it out? What is today? What is March eleventh? Happy birthday, Justin! I thought we were gonna, I was going to save that for the end. Oh, oh well, come on! Happy come birthday, on. Justin! How old are you turning? Twenty four, twenty five, yeah, twenty four, yeah. No, twenty six. No, twenty four. 24 is the right age? 24 is, yes, the correct age. You're looking at me with like a sarcastic look. No, no. I'm never sarcastic. What are you doing for your birthday? And then we'll get into the news in a sec. But uh, what are you Marvelous, doing for your birthday? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel tonight, two episodes, season finale. So that's on Friday. And then Saturday. That just sounds horrible. That's great. If you watch a show, you know, you know how awesome it is. And then Saturday, there's a bunch of March birthdays. Uh, was nine months ago August? I think that's how that works. Um. Nine months ago might have been August. No. Four. Yes. I don't know. Fucking no. Uh, nine months ago, 
a lot of our friends' parents were really getting busy and really getting down with it. So we're all getting together to celebrate all the March birthdays, including Snacks' parents. Snacks is also born in the month of March. How about that? All right. Well, happy birthday, Justin. Um, just keep on counting down to 30. That's really what your 20s are about. Yeah. Um, you're going to miss this. All right. Let's get into this episode. The Giants, speaking of guy who's uh, getting close to 30, Sterling Shepard. He is staying. The longest tenured New York Giant is staying with the New York Giants. They have restructured his contract. Now, we don't know the details on this contract yet. And, I mean, we're recording a few hours after it happened. So, I'm not sure. You know, it's, it'd be interesting to see. But, essentially, Sterling Shepard was never going to save a lot of money anyways. He had $8 million in dead cap and $4.5 million in savings if they just clean cut him. Uh, there was... Uh, they were trying to, you know, get him down to the minimum, but he wasn't going to accept that. And so I guess they're, they're somewhere in the middle ground. I I think it probably is with those, you know, the not likely to be earned uh, incentives where, you know, like every game he plays, it's more money to his 2023 contract, um, which isn't even like the greatest like cap savings then either compared to the dead cap. Justin, the Giants fan of me is very happy that, Sterling Shepard, the longest tenure New York Giant, a good player, is being brought back. And we could talk about the pros and cons of this because there is both. Because, you know, Brian Dable wants to be able to run his offense and have it good. And Sterling Shepard can be a huge part of that. You know, look at in Jason Garrett's offense, Sterling Shepard, this past two seasons with Daniel Jones, was really good. He was really good. You know, he had, he, he played three full games with Daniel Jones this uh, season, had you know, averaged nine catches and 94 yards in those games. In 2020, in 10 games with Daniel Jones, average, you know, caught 80% of his passes, uh, you know, 6.1 catches, 59 yards. Um, but obviously the issue with Sterling Shepard is he's coming off an Achilles and he's already been injury prone. This isn't like a, a, a random, oh, he's this is the first time he's been injured type of thing. Yeah, and a lot of offenses and a lot of bad teams and bad offenses, Sterling Shepard has been a good solid football player and I think he's only gotten better as time has gone on when he's on the football field and the thing that you know hurts the Giants the most especially it hurts Daniel Jones you know it didn't really hurt Eli um you know Eli had Odell but you know it hurts Daniel Jones because that's the security blanket that's the guy that has that 80 percent 70 percent catch rate when those two are on the field together so that's where it really does hurt um and the Giants right now and you know in terms of well how is 2022 going to be a different season than 2021 well we need guys that are going to be on the football field (laughs) you know we don't want so many games where guys are going to be missing due to injury and Sterling Shepard is the one player where Bobby I mean also a consolation about this too is that Sterling Shepard is going to lead off our PPP series as the longest tenure giant but something that we did say during his 2021 PPP and we're usually pretty optimistic about injuries because you can't predict injuries Something that we did say is you automatically have to pencil Sterling Shepard to miss at least five, six games. And he missed more than that this 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 past year. So that's the that's that is the downside of it. In a year where the Giants probably aren't gonna have a ton of depth, um, because they're gonna be looking for starter quality players this year, then next year they can hopefully look for depth. Um, in a year where they're gonna be looking for depth, Sterling Shepard may not be that because he isn't consistently healthy. Yeah, and that's why it's like, oh, Sterling Shepard's back. It feels good. You know, it definitely feels good, especially with, you know, this is uh, like this is essentially the last year for Daniel Jones. It's like either be really, really good or you're gone. Um, so I get the idea of wanting to have as many pieces around him as possible for that. But also it's, 
again, it's like, I, I don't know how many games Sterling Shepard's going to play this year. Yeah, and you I don't know? even know if the Giants are even thinking about that right now. I think what they are thinking about is getting their cap situation in a healthy spot and getting, you know, their, you know, Joe Shane has said over, you know, said quite a few times he wants to free up $40 million. And if you can do that by keeping a guy on the team that's good for the locker room, a good football player, while also saving more than just flat out cutting him, you know, he's a guy on the 53 man roster that you know you can count, that you know you can count on when he's on the field. So that's the positive side to it that it really makes the it really puts the Giants in a better more healthier cap cap situation than if they just flat out cut him it felt like a tough decision before Shep got hurt and then when Shep got hurt it kind of seemed like an easy decision um but again it would have been saving four and a half million cap space and you do have to remember too that once you cut someone there has to be a replacement you know Mm -hmm. um and that's going to be essentially a million dollars at minimum. So you and when you think about it, it's saving like three and a half. And I guess whatever number they they agreed on, they valued Sterling Shepard for that. And I, listen, it's the injuries are the only thing that like scared me about this. Coming off the Achilles, I don't know what to expect from Sterling Shepard. You know, Lorenzo, I do think he'll be ready for uh, week one. I like, I'm pretty confident. I mean, Lorenzo Carter, he was he was in like a full going spring camps, and those. Those spring games, they they try and take it, uh, you know, like play extremely, extremely cautious with guys, uh, in in those situations. When he was a full go in those, um, now granted, Lorenzo Carter didn't look great to start the season, um, but uh, the like, I don't know what to expect from Shepard injury wise coming back, or if he's gonna be able to stay healthy for enough games for him to matter. Yeah, you know, but at the end, like he is a the longest tenure giant. I think there is something to that. Ah. Uh, and Brian Dable wanted to keep Brian Dable and Joe Shane wanted to keep Sterling Shepard. So let's put the GM brain on for a second. If you want to answer this, what you would do, and then what you think the Giants are going to do, I mean, you can answer both if you want. Go either route. Restructuring Sterling Shepard and Sterling Shepard being on the team for 2022. Do they view him as like, okay, he is wide receiver number three? And we're going to kind of count on him and we're viewing him in that way. Therefore, a guy like Darius Slayton can be cut. Or do you view Sterling Shepard being on the team as, hey, this guy is just here simply because it makes sense to restructure him cap wise, but we still have to address depth wide receiver wise around him. And what does that mean for Darius Slayton? I think it's the latter where they still view they need to address depth even if they're to keep Slayton like I do think they're like I do think they come out of this draft with a wide receiver maybe maybe a a fourth round wide receiver does isn't really addressing depth but it is going out there I I I don't think they're gonna do anything in free agency uh it's I don't know what to expect from Darius Slayton and maybe people will know the answer by the time this podcast comes out but like what reasonable what guy out there are you going to get for that Darius Slayton money you know, yeah. So like right now, I would. Ex- I don't know. I don't know what to expect. But again, it's. it's what it's, would you do? It's fun to do cut, 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 and here's the money. But then it's like, okay, remember you got to replace all these guys. You have yes. to have 53 guys on the roster. You know, so it's like cutting Darius Slayton at two and a half mil. Um, I, I don't know if that makes makes sense at the end of the day. Like they have it to replace him with sense. someone who makes a million. It makes more sense now that Shepard's here. Yeah, it it makes a little more sense. 
Um, but you have it, to consider it, it, that Sterling Shepard is going to miss football games. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I hate to keep on repeating that point, but it, it's, you know, and you know what? Kenny Galladay has missed games. Kadarius Tony Kedaris definitely missed, missed games. games. You know, like we have three <laughs> wide receivers who missed, uh, missed significant time last season. Uh, you know, Slayton's, Slayton's been the one who's been essentially the healthiest uh, the last two years. You missed, what, uh, two or three games this season? Yeah. Uh, and then was essentially healthy his entire second year and his rookie season minus those first two games where, you know, they didn't even – I don't even know how much they had him involved in the offense until he, he kind, of, kind of came up and showed out. But uh, – What would you but, do? Would you cut Darius Slayton? I want to say no, but then you keep on saying no to Nick Gates or Caden Smith or, you know, all these guys, and that adds up. Yeah. Um, I would. I would not. Okay. I know he's been extremely disappointing. I get it. But we've seen him put up production, and he's at a very low number. And again, I think all I think every wide every wide receiver will benefit from being in a Brian Dable system. Yeah, it's very fair. Like every single one will have huge benefits from that. Um, you know, and you're you're losing Ingram most like you are. We're losing Evan Ingram. Um, so, all right, you got anything else on Shep wide receiver room? No, let's uh let's move on to the next piece of news. All right. Uh, well, let's do quickly. They cut Riley Dixon, saved $2.8 million. Easy decision. I'll always remember him for overthrowing Nick Gates and not really being a great punter. Even though the they, after 2019, people felt really good about Riley Dixon. And then the last two years hasn't been great. Hasn't been like god awful, but hasn't been worth $2.8 million for Riley Dixon. Any any last words for Riley Dixon? Um, You care a lot less about a punter being good or bad if your offense scores points. So. The Giants signed their first non-Bills free agent, Matt Gano. Mm. G-O-N-O, 25 years old. This is an interesting signing. It, just, it seems like this is a guy to come in and battle for the swing tackle spot. Uh, you know, we talked about Matt Perry on the O-line review the other day. He's coming off of the torn ACL. Nate Solder's gone. And again, they're limited with cap space. So this is a signing that makes sense. I went and did a film breakdown on him if you want to go check it out. He's an athletic strong player he's got some technique issues to fix but it's like okay this is these are workable things and again he's probably brought in to be the swing tackle because i don't know what we can bet on matt parrot here's the thing the falcons liked him you know like they put a second round tender on him they paid him 3.3 million dollars this past season and then he got uh they never disclosed what his injury was but because he never came off the pup list but he showed up to camp in a neck brace and and never and didn't play at all in 2021 after after a june surgery so we don't know the details of that. That obviously doesn't sound good, but I'm sure he had to clear some physicals to, uh, you know, when he worked out with the Giants. I think this guy right now has the fast check to be the Giants' swing tackle. We got no details on this yet, right? No. And this happened like two days ago. So I mean, it's the it's the minimum. Sure. Um. Yeah. Oh my God, my dog's barking in the background. Yeah, definitely more of a punch than. Matt Parrott, which which that's something that I I, I like to see. Um, he's definitely yeah. a little bit. There's more to. There's more like Matt Parrott's more athletic. Like he's more athletic than a lot of guys, but like Matt Gono does like offensive line things. You know where yeah. Matt Parrott sometimes doesn't. Um, 
packs a little bit more of a punch than Matt Parrott, and I think he's he's a pretty athletic guy. So, yeah, and if they want to run some wide zone like uh, running stuff, if they bring him in, like you can do that. A lot of backup tackles you can't do that. Like you couldn't run wide zone with Nate Solder; he was god awful. He couldn't move. Matt Gano, you can, he can move around and uh, and do that. Did you look at the game where he started a guard? I watched the first zone uh, like ten reps. Not he had good. a really bad pass rep. Okay, but I, th- I mean, I brought him in. He, I think he's brought in to be a tackle. So I, those are the games I broke down of him. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. Do you think there's any chance they have, they but they could still bring in like a tackle? Yeah, absolutely. Like he could also be a camp cut, you know? Yeah, because there's there is no guarantee in the NFL draft, and this is something that you know Giants fans are thinking about every day. You know, there is no guarantee that you are going to walk out of this draft with your starting tackle. And even if you draft a tackle outside of round one, I mean, you know, do you do you really want to trust putting that guy in that spot day one? Um, you know, I think a big fear of Giants fans is that Aquano and Neal are all going to be gone by the time that uh, we get to five. And you don't really feel comfortable taking Charles Cross at five or seven. So um, they should definitely look into possibly adding a, another an, another swing like Mike Remmers like tackle for one or two years. Yeah, even you know, it's someone that it doesn't have no guaranteed money, you know, like someone you can cut in camp if 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 he doesn't beat out Matt Gonner or Matt, or you know vice versa. But I do think that for the draft they should have a plan to get a right tackle. Not a oh, we'll see how, you know, the board falls. Like no, there should be a plan to get a right tackle. Like if you need to trade up, trade up. Um you would be willing to do that. If you're trading up from 36 to 31, oh, right. I thought you know you or something? Ta- I thought you were talking about like... No, not from 5 or 7. I wouldn't okay. want to do that. Um, too many good players to do that, I think. Um, you know, we're not looking for a quarterback. Uh, so, so yeah, th- those are those are the type of things. You know, if it's, uh, you know, Falale out of Minnesota that is there at 31 and they know the... Or at 30 and they know the Bengals are going to take them at 31. Uh, you know, trading up there and getting him. Yeah. So, but I do think they should have a plan for that right tackle spot. Um, but Matt Donna, welcome, welcome to the New York Giants. Yeah, excited, excited to have you. All right, Justin, why don't you read an ad? Yeah, so I'll read an ad, and then I kind of want to talk about the Giants and some other moves that they possibly can make, what they could look like cap wise, and then we'll we'll go from there. Splish splash, I was taking a bath, and I noticed I have beautiful balls. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist hygiene, are turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routine with the all-new Ultra Premium Collection. It's funny, I, I mean, it's not funny. This I just I usually do my manscaping inside the shower, similar to Bobby Skinner, you know, Lawnmower uh, 4.0, things of that nature, but now Manscaped is adding to their package and adding to their performance package with things that you can use in the shower, and I feel like that's great. I feel like they picked up on that. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, hair, and balls, they deserve it. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, plus free shipping with the code GIANTS. I want you to use the lawnmower 4.0. I want you to use the 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner. I want you to lather on the cologne-infused ultra-premium body wash with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean and moisturized all day. I'm asking some of my relatives 
probably my mother or father. Hey, Manscaped products, hook me up. They're coming up with new stuff. Every time we have an ad read, they're coming up with new stuff. So hook me up. Use promo code Giants. Get 20% off plus free shipping. It's probably the best deal that we have across all of our different sponsors. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Giants at Manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code Giants at Manscaped.com. It's time to get wet, nice, and clean with your new Manscaped shower routine. The our builds people are starting to get a uh, Evan Ingram rumors. Yeah, Evan Ingram was supposed to be a Buffalo Bill for years now. So, with you know former uh, Ole Miss tight end Dawson Knox, how about that? Yeah, um, which it, but, it's just frustrating. Where it's like the Bills probably have been interested in Evan Ingram for years, but the Giants have been just too much of a you know pussies to actually trade him. Excuse the word, but. It's, I think we might get a comp pick. But I don't think we'll get like a third round comp pick, maybe like a fifth round comp uh, out of Evan Ingram. Because I what, don't like know a how... two year, eighteen million dollar deal. That's uh, that's like what I can see happening. And like, would we get a comp pick for that? Yes. It de- I mean, depending on what we do in free agency, which we'll talk about in a second. The Giants aren't bringing back Elijah Penny or Colin Gillespie. Colin Gillespie doesn't really hurt at all. Um, because they're looking for more of that H back, which is essentially that tight end fullback hybrid. You know, um, uh, Elijah Penny, man. It's again, I'm not, I'm not shedding any tears for Elijah Penny being gone, but he got better and better every year, man. It was a pretty damn good fullback. You know, like you watch his reps and like, do you, you guys remember Elijah Penny blowing any blocks? I do remember him paving some ways in the run game when you did hand him the ball. Like you couldn't, like most fullbacks, you can't hand the ball to. You could hand the ball to him and he could get yards. You know, he averaged over four yards a pop. You know, he didn't. He, you know, he's good in short yardage areas. So, uh, King Penny, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss King Penny, even though like his arrival really pissed me off because I didn't want Shane Smith to be cut because he was the first Giants player to be nice to me. I'm always going to remember Elijah Penny for saying to everybody on social media, "I don't like when people call me King or you know, calling another grown man King is weird," and then everybody just started calling him King Penny. His goodbye, I kind of feel good. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, a little pat on the back to myself. Sometimes I'm like, he had a, you know, he spent four years with the Giants. Like, you know how we were talking about, like, we we're like, who's gonna be the longest tenure Giant? If Sterling Shepard was cut, you know, it was gonna be Elijah Penny, <laughs> really, <laughs> because you know they probably would move on from, uh, you know, Carter, B.J. Hill's gone, Will Hernandez probably gone, or or if they traded Saquon. But if it, yeah. if they had if they you know had moved on it would have been Elijah Penny because um, you know he's the only like free agent from that year to be around was is Elijah Penny but he was like he was a pretty solid fullback man and I, and I actually do believe in keeping a fullback on your roster if you want to do the H back that's fine uh, but I am a big believer of keeping a true fullback on your roster because it is a benefit it does add to the run game especially, especially in the goal runs. line yeah especially when you're trying to run wide zone and you're trying to get out on the perimeter having someone who could go out there and clear away for you. Uh, it doesn't and messes up defensive run fits. It really does. Like it's a pain in the ass trying to fit up your run scheme when they have a fullback and a fullback who couldn't be used. Um, like and a fullback you have to game plan for. You know that's why I've always been a be- like 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 the 49ers paying Kyle uh, uh, check I've always believed in that. That's why I wanted the Giants to pick up Ben Mason this past yeah. off season. Uh, I do think there's a role in that, but you can get an H back and and do it that way. Um, and you have your own mismatches that way where you can use someone as a receiving threat out of the backfield as well. Which I wonder if Caden Smith could play that role. He's kind of halfway played it the past two years, but I don't know 
how much you want to line him up and put him up into the hole. You know, you use him as a wham blocker. Uh, is Caden Smith even on the team? And maybe this can transition. I don't know. I'm so sick of wait talking about if guys are fucking here or not. I really am. I'm tired of it. Stop asking me which guys are going to be here. Like, cause I, I hate doing this every time. I just want to see who's here on Monday and who's not. All right. Um, well, well, here, here's a here's a tentative plan where I, a couple hours ago before Sterling Shepard was restructured, I was I was you know texting you and Snacks and I was like, Joe Shane is not going to free up. Uh, for is not going to free up forty million without trading Saquon. It, it's just not going to happen. I was I was doing all I was, you know doing all the the cap simulators and stuff like that. And you know probably those simulators aren't perfect because there's a lot of things that NFL teams can do that's not counted in those simulators and stuff like that. And I'm not even you know huge into knowing how the cap fully works. But I was thinking there's just no way. There's just no way. And then Shep was restructured. And then I took a little bit more of a breath. And some reasonable people on Twitter replied. And so this is what we have. And also you have to consider that Devontae Booker and Kyle Rudolph being cut has already saved $7 million. So, again, Joe Shane saying that he wants to free up $40 million, Not saying that he wants $40 million in cap space, but I think they started off with negative 12. They were 12 over. So what's 40 minus 12? 28. Yep. So I have right now in this little stupid little simulator that I did, I have about $35 million. So I probably have a few moves on here that, you know, that don't need to be on here. One of them was releasing Riley Dixon. That already happened. Another is releasing Nick Gates, which I do unfortunately feel like it's going to happen. But maybe not, because it seems like Joe Shane and the Giants, they're open to, to keeping guys around. We even, you know, we heard rumors about Sterling Shepard being, you know, being kept. Turns out that that was true. I think we even heard something about Blake Martinez. I think that's actually coming next. Trading James Bradbury. I do think that is coming. That would free up $12 million. Now, the interesting conversation is restructuring Kenny Galladay or Leonard Williams. I think Leonard Williams would be the more likely one to be restructured, just simply how his contract is set up. Um, and I think Leonard Williams is more of a safer option to restructure slash extend. Because, yeah, he never missed a game. Because he hasn't missed a game even when he needed offseason. Even when he needed technically surgery that was going to end his season, he still played through that last year. Um even though Joe Shane has been iffy about he would rather not do it, I think they're going to have to do it for Leonard Williams because that would save you, I think, according to the simulator, about $9 million, $8.9 million. Um, releasing O'Shane is a million. Releasing Darius Slayton is two point five, And then releasing a few guys like Wes Martin, Trent Harris, that's all like $985,000. And then releasing Blake Martinez is $8 million. And then that would get you, I have the Giants right now, Sitting at thirty-four million dollars in cap space, saving about thirty-two million, making all those moves, including Sterling Shepard being released. But that's going to be that's going to create even more room because he's because the Giants restructuring him. It's going to save more than four point five million. So they can do it. Moral of the story: they can do it all. They can free up the forty million without trading Saquon Barkley, even though it does make sense. But they're not going to. Okay. All right. So there, there's a way. And I, th- I think we'll see a, a really busy weekend with the New York Giants. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some. We're not, you know, in past years, we'd put together like, hey, this is my free agency plan. I, this guy for this month, this guy for this month. Um, frankly, 
the coaching search put us so far behind the draft stuff that I have decided, you know, it's like we're not going to break down free agency guys before they happen. Once they do happen, we'll crank out breakdowns. We'll give you like informed opinions, not just looking at PFF stats or whatever, like giving you like watching film and, and talking about these guys. But I think we're, we're let's talk about types for some of the positions that the Giants might attack in free agency. And just I want to start with backup QB because this has kind of been the hot topic in Giants land the past week or so. After the emotion of the season, I was like, oh, man, maybe we should spend a little more on backup QB. I'm back into my old stance, though. I don't feel like spending money on backup QB. Now, you don't have to spend the bare minimum, you know, 980000 But, like, this team, like you just mentioned, it's cap. It, it's, and it has cap issues. And they're going to have to make decisions on, you know, like moving on from, you know, decent players that are cheap. Like, you know, like cheap, decent players they might have to move off from. Because of the cap situation. I do not want the Giants spending money on their backup QB. I really don't. And you know what else I definitely don't want it to be for? Mitchell Trubisky. Like, I can I say I'm not on this Mitchell Trubisky train? Like, what's the point of bringing Mitch, spending, like, I don't think it's going to be 10 mil a year, but spending a good amount of money on Mitchell Trubisky just because he coached or played under Brian Dable? We talked about this, um, you know, when Joe Judge was being fired and, Hey, you know, we hope that Joe Judge maybe takes a year off because taking a year off is good for the image. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is going to win the award for uh, um, <laughs> the most dramatic image change because they took they took a year off. Basically, we didn't see Mitchell Trubisky for a year, um, you know, not starting, but he was a part of a good football team, and now he's everybody's darling. And, and it's frustrating because he's not good at all, you know. Um. Hold on one second. Looking at a stat. Okay. So, like, I, maybe he's better. But, like, it's, it's it'd be one thing if Mr. Trubisky was, like, this high, like, just oh, uber-talented player who just couldn't put it together. But he's not. Like, he's he's got, like, he's got good, like, you know, arm talent. You know, he's got, he's got decent arm talent. But, like, he's not, like, doesn't have great, like, amazing get crazy over. Like, that to me is, is frustrating. And I think there's better players uh, back, better backup options than him. Marcus Mariota. If they were going to spend money on a backup QB, Marcus Mariota would be my guy. Terod Taylor would be my guy over Mitchell yeah. Trubisky. Like, Mitchell Trubisky is supposed to be this changed man of the Brian Dable offense. Well, he got to throw eight passes under Brian Dable, and one of them was a god-awful interception. You know, not every interception is equal. It was a god-awful interception by Mitchell Trubisky. So I just don't believe that he's some changed player. And if the argument is, well... You know, you know, like, well, you can say the same stuff about Daniel Jones. If you believe in Mitchell Trubisky to come in and compete with Daniel Jones, then just move on from Daniel Jones and bring in Mitchell Trubisky to be the starter. If that's if that's your train of thought from the Brian Dale, just just cut the cord on Daniel Jones. Get whatever you possibly can. You could get like you know a day three pick for him and just make Mitchell Trubisky your starter. But I don't think that would be worth it. Like I do think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than him. When you look at all, uh, you know when you look at all situations where Mitchell Trubisky had a great defense behind him and a number one wide receiver his entire time with Allen Robinson. Um, you know, not a great offensive line, but John, you know Daniel Jones had a bad offensive line. Uh, so, I, I I'm not on Mitchell Trubisky, and I'm not on paying a backup QB. Like this team is cap stricken. Like, what's the point? What's the point? We're not going to be competing for a Super Bowl. Like, if you're looking at it with the most bright eyes of all time, they can get a wild card spot. You know, like it wouldn't be the craziest turnaround for the Giants to get a wild card spot in NFL history. But like, 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 bank on your QB being healthy for that to happen. You know. 
And again, like I think backup QBs are products of their environment. And I, let's point at Mike Lennon. He's like, well, we can't have another Mike Lennon. Well, why not? Mike Lennon, you know, I can't believe I'm doing this Mike Lennon rant again. Mike Lennon had career worst by far, by far, in every single statistical category. Every single one. And they weren't close to his other career lows. By far. And the year before, he played much better, better than Colt McCoy ever did, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were the worst team in the NFL. The worst team in the NFL. Almost didn't win a damn game. Like, we're really close to not winning a damn game. So, I got my names. They're Chad Handy, Trevor Simeon, Mike White, and Kyle Allen. Those are my names for the Giants' backup QB. Yeah, I'm with you with backups. Um, I probably care about it less than you do, and that's not necessarily a reflection of you know you caring a lot about it. It's just a reflection of I just really do not care at all. I am interested in finding an answer for the Giants at quarterback. That could even include this year if Joe Shane and, and uh, Brian Dable want to. Um, however, I did watch Malik Willis this week officially, and I wrote out my, you know, my my notes on him, and I'm not thrilled. I was really, I was really kind of disappointed. Anyway, um, the Giants need to be in the market for finding an answer at QB, and you're totally right. If they think that Mitchell Trubisky can be an answer, which <laughs> God bless you if you do. Then yeah, get get Jones out of here and get get something for him. I I 100% agree with that. And here's my you know here's my thought process of even if you're a good team, you should be investing in backup quarterback. Well, here's my thought process with that. If your quarterback's out for the season, the Hostetler Jeff Hostetler stories and Nick Foles stories are rare, where those backups can come in and then they can guide you to a Super Bowl and they can guide you to a playoff run. That's rare. Everyone always brings up the the outlier with with these arguments, which always yeah. pisses me off. Th- those stories are very rare. Most likely, if your quarterback season is done, your season's done. Sorry, but also if your quarterback's out for four weeks, if you have a good scheme, if you have a good offensive line, if you have a good team, then the team should be able to stay afloat. Look maybe at Chad go, Henney. Maybe they don't go four zero like Colt McCoy this year. Look at look at Colt McCoy on the Cardinals this year versus Colt McCoy on the Giants. Yeah, Colt McCoy won the biggest you know the biggest Giants win since 2016 against the Seahawks, but he also attempted what like 12 passes. Yeah, he, he had one pass. Yeah, I think he completed uh, two passes on their two scoring drives. Yeah, so uh, it was it was a dominant running game for about two drives and an elite defensive performance. You know, by Patrick Graham and you know that that play calling. So that was Colt McCoy's contributions to the Giants. The rest of those games we lost. Um, he played much better versus the Browns when they scored six points. Yeah, um, but you know my overall point: backup quarterback. You know. If your quarterback is out for the season, your season's likely over. If your quarterback's out for four weeks, you should, any quarterback that is capable of throwing a football in the NFL should be able to keep you afloat for four weeks. So therefore, I don't care about backup quarterback. I don't care. I care about the, I especially don't care about it when the Giants don't even have a real solution at QB1. Yeah, and, and the idea that he's going to come in there and provide motivation for Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah, Daniel come on. Jones is an unbelievably self-motivated player. Jones is in the building every single day. You you really now you you listen to Daniel Jones and you know you hear the Eli comps and everything like that, and you think Mitchell Trubisky coming in is going to light a fire under Daniel Jones? Well, I, and here's I the here's the come most on. exterior, uh, you know, the non Daniel Jones just looking within from himself and being a self motivated person. Motivation. You want to know what it is? It's not Mitchell Trubisky's bum ass. It's millions of dollars <laughs> and your career in the NFL being on the line. 
that's the motivator. That's the motivator for Daniel Jones, not Mitchell Trubisky being in there. Yeah. You know, like, again, I, I, that, that argument means absolutely nothing to me. Like, stop using this, like, you know, high school football arguments, um, or college football arguments, like they have million do- millions of dollars on the line, and Daniel Jones is already a self-motivated uh, player. Um, his his he just needs to be better. Again, and 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 here's the thing: like, well, you know, under Dable's system, Trubisky really grew and changed as a quarterback. Well, how? why not give Daniel Jones that? Well, yeah, one how how you, you know, how do you go- know that he had eight pass attempts? Yeah, and you know, like he, you know, Mr. Trubisky gave credit to Shea Tierney and Davis Webb. You know, named those two guys. Well, guess what? Why not give that opportunity to Daniel Jones or some other random, you know, young backup QB that's out there? Yeah, I know there's not a lot of guys, but like, why not give that opportunity to Marcus Mariota, who's a lot more talented than than Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah. So backup quarterback is in my. I kind of have like some names on my free agency blueprint, not a plan. Um, and backup quarterback is one of the positions that I have listed that I would like the Giants to sign in for agency because I definitely don't want them drafting uh, no, a quarterback no. and I don't want them signing their backup quarterback as an undrafted free agent. I don't think that I don't think that's no smart. that that's that you know that's that's dumb. Uh, my names were Chad Henney, connection with Mike Kafka, obviously Trevor sure. Simeon, uh, Mike White, you know the the Mike White. And then Kyle Allen, who, you know, has been with Washington and Carolina the last few years and started some games and your Burrow Peppers broke his ankle. I will take any of them, and I really don't care. I would probably take Henny over all those guys just because there is some connection with Kafka there. Yeah. Um, and he, he did do all right when, you know, when Patrick Mahomes has went down, uh, not this year, but the year before. I Mike White would some- be fun. Yeah, it would just be funny. Like we, hey Jets, the only fun thing you've had in the last two years, we got him. So how about that, Mike White? The other positions, guard, right? Yeah, like I that have interior seemed, interior old line, so that could be center or guard. I can see the Giants being like, we'll spend four to eight million dollars in this area. Uh, obviously, John uh, Felic- uh, Feliciano, who was just cut by the Bills, would make sense because the connection there. But you know, he was with Bobby Johnson with the Raiders, not just the Bills. Um, and he wouldn't count against the comp pick because he was cut and not just hit free agency naturally. Roger Staff, uh, uh, Saffold, who was cut by the Titans, Connor Williams from the Cowboys, James Daniels from the Bears. I think those guys, like I would love Lakin Tomlinson, but I think he's going to be out of the Giants price range. Uh, you know, cause I think he might get, like he'll probably be the highest paid guard. So I think it's that, ro- that area of guys, Roger Saffold, John Fe- uh, Feliciano, uh, Connor Williams and James Daniels. Yeah, I also have Quentin Spain from the Bengals um, and O'Day Abushi from the Los Angeles Chargers as two names that I wrote down. And uh, I think those, I think Spain and Abushi could possibly be two-year deals. I I, I don't know. You know, the, the market always kind of, you know, it always can take a left turn with any team that's willing to overpay. Um, I can say the Giants like this could be a situation where the Giants give a three-year deal out, but then you know two years are fully guaranteed and then you can cut ties the third year. I could see that being the one position where the interior line, whether that is center or guard, um, that the preferably guard, um, that's where the giants can go. And that is the place where that's our, that's our big money quote unquote target this off season. Could you see them going after a guy like Lake and Thompson and backloading the deal? Then, then again, I feel like we're getting in, you know, we're we're getting in Dave Gettleman territory, saying that you don't want to do something, but then this, then this, a second after you saying you don't want to do something, you're doing it. Yeah, but you know, 
how I, I want to. I want a GM that is going to be about it. If you're going to say you don't want to do something, then don't do it. Don't backload deals. I don't think there's any point for the Giants to do that right now. I know they're in a healthy cap situation in 2022 and beyond, but just just don't. Build through the draft. It'd be one thing. It's one thing to do it with Lakin Tomlinson, and that's your move of free agency. It's another thing to do it with Leonard Williams, Kenny Galladay, Adore Jackson, and I mean backloading a ton of deals. Like there's a difference yeah. between that and doing one one deal. I mean, like, hey, this we're taking the offensive line uh, rebuild serious, and this is this is one way that we're going to do it. So I, I wouldn't be bothered by that. And again, I you know pressers, they're great and all, but I also like my guys to keep things close to the chest and not always, you know, spit out exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we tried to give Dave Gettleman that, you know, the, uh, that opportunity to be like, Hey, maybe he's saying things and he's talking like an idiot. And he's not actually an idiot. Well, yeah, Dave Gettleman's I mean, but actually Gettleman always, lo- but Gettleman contradict himself in press conferences and what he did all that's the be- time. That's because he's an idiot. Frankly, I, I think he's an actually an idiot. I mean, he was asked, I, I think he's don't give him, he's not an actual moron. Yeah, it wasn't a good GM, but he's not an actual moron. I've, you know, he 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 talked about, you know, it was like, oh, he said, you know, the offensive line is old. Kevin Zeitler, Kevin Zeitler. And Kevin Zeitler was gone the next day. You know, like I don't – they, I mean, they, they knew what they were going to do in free agency two weeks before – uh, a week, you know, eight days before free agency started last year. They didn't just come up with a plan. They're like, oh, you know what, let's start doing backloaded deals. Yeah, it just, just didn't work. So don't do it again. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like as far as like the media relations, there's always going to be contradictions on what people say, and especially in opening press conferences and what they actually do. Because again, it's it sounds good to not move anything back or restructure guys. I don't want to restructure guys. Well, guess what? Sterling Shepard just got restructured. All right, all right. So what uh what other position? Um, how about? Your position in the college basketball tournament. Ready to feel the excitement for conference championships like never before? Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. Simple man radio. If they win, you win. Illinois listeners. Yeah, we're talking to you guys, Illinois listeners. So many of you guys. We have some big news. Mobile registration is back. And right now, you can sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook simply by downloading the app right to your damn ass phone. Direct to your freaking phone you can download. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the action with DraftKings Pools. How about that? I love pools. Everyone can play free all March long for a shot at over $250,000 in prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, you should have bet the under on James Harden versus Nets because he is a loser. Like an absolute loser. Um, should be ashamed of himself. An embarrassing player. I mean, we're at halftime right now and he's a minus 22. He is the he has the worst plus minus of anybody who has stepped on the court. And the guys who didn't step on the court because their plus minus is zero right now. Mm. Um, Analytics. What a freaking loser. You know who has the second uh, worst plus minus? Joel Embiid's bitch ass. Ooh. All right. Let's go Nets. I hate – I really – James Harden has brought back some real NBA hate for me. All right. Uh, 
What are we doing next? You want to talk about Edge guys? Yeah, let's talk about some Edge guys. So this is where, you know, me and you, I think, both see, like, the one-year Edge deal type of players. Um, Jerry Hughes was the guy you, tar- like, mentioned in a mailbag uh, last month. Do you think he might be a little outpriced, or do you think he's a little, he's under under the radar enough to be a giant signing? I think he's under the radar enough. Um, one-year deal, and also, if the Giants have to overpay for a one-year deal i'm kind of okay with that because it's a one-year deal like you you know what i mean yeah i mean if they're under the cap they're under the cap yeah exactly so that's my approach on jerry hughes and jerry hughes is one of those players where um a lot of pressures um you know the sacks have kind of gone down which i think that's why you know, he won't be too, too expensive. He's also on the plus side of 30. I think he's 33, going 34. And I think if the Giants maybe feel like they're going to be in a situation where you're not going to be able to acknowledge every single position in the draft, they do have a lot of draft picks, but, you know, if you if you want to fix the offensive line, and that's going to be your major goal, but you also want to have some athletes for Wink Martindale's system that can, you know, do a good job and fulfill a certain role, Jerry Hughes can be a veteran that can come in and do pretty well right away, pressures-wise, especially getting those pressures. Yeah, he seems like the best of the bunch of realistic options for for the New York Giants. Because after that, you you know, and this is we're talking about guys that are getting one-year deals here, not guys that are getting maybe two, three-year deals because those guys are out there free agency-wise. But after the Jerry Hughes of the world, there's a big drop-off, and then you get to the Lorenzo Carters of the world, who they deserve one-year deals, and then, but they're not very good. There's some a few names. Justin Houston, older guy. Yeah. But, you know, we spent the last year with Baltimore with Wake Martindale. Obviously, he can put up production. Um, F.A. Obata, who was with the Bills this past year. I, I forgot to write down his stats. But he had a um, – I think he had three and a half sacks for the Bills this past season. Yeah, three and a half yeah. sacks um, on – let's see. I mean, he's a 6'6", 265. You know, obviously, Joe Shane, connection with the Bills. He played... 10 QB hits? He played 35% of the snaps, and he had uh, eight, eight, 8 QB hits and oh, three okay. and a half sacks. But he had 15 QB hits in 2020 with the Panthers. Oh, so he wasn't drafted by the Bills. He was signed by the Bills or traded. He had 15 QB hits and five and a half sacks in 2020 with the Panthers on 39% of the snaps. So oh. I think that might be a low-key name that no one has mentioned that could be a good fit for Wink Martindale and Joe Shane. Yeah. Yeah. A sneaky under the radar guys that get pressures, QB hits. And I don't think Wink is going to prioritize guys that get sacks because those are things that number one, he said before. And then number two, I think he's actually, you know, he's shown that in practice. Kamoko Ture, who was drafted by the Colts and he's kind of had dealt with some injury stuff, but he's always kind of had like a, a, a good talent base out of, you know, he's a Rutgers guy. In fact, he was interviewed on Small Man Radio four years ago, Kamoko Ture. So I think those are the names. Do you think there's any chance Lorenzo Carter gets brought back? I don't think so. Sure, there's always a chance, but no. If they didn't do it by now, then I don't think so. Wait out to see what his market's like. And again, it, it, it could be, do they want to go after Jerry Hughes? Ah, crap, we didn't get Jerry Hughes. All right, let's just bring back Lorenzo Carter for a one-year deal and do that because again, you know, I, I think you almost have to play this free agency in a way where you have to tiptoe around. Well, we don't exactly know what we're going to get in the NFL draft, but we don't want to wind up being in a spot like we were with the Giants' 2020 
you know, 2021 offensive line where you don't take any offensive linemen and then your offensive line's bad. So you kind of have to play this free agency carefully, you know, because you don't you don't know what positions you're going to get in the draft. You don't know what players you're going to get. Yeah, that's that's the that's the worst thing I hate about going into the draft with like this is a need. And it's like, well, you can't just you can't bench on like, oh, the tight end we draft is going to fill that need. The guard we draft is going to fill that need. The wide receiver draft is going to fill that depth need. It's like you can't just bank on all these guys working out, especially yeah. mid-round picks. But I do think we'll have some more picks to work with, which ain't Bradbury. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be He'd fun. He'd be a perfect fit for the Chargers. Yeah, they just made a move. Khalil Mack, how about that? I didn't realize Khalil Mack was already 31. For some reason, I felt like he was younger. I, 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 there was a part of me that thought he was a little older. Hmm. Well, hmm. What do you, how do you guy. feel about this? I want to ask you a quick question. I've talked about this before. I think it's perfect entertainment value that the NFL draft is as late as it is, and it's after free agency. I think that's perfect because putting it at the end of April is at a good enough kind of halfway point of the offseason where, oh my gosh, people are craving for football. But then you also get that off-season break in the month of May, June, July. In an ideal world, I would want the NFL draft to be before free agency. Do you agree with that? No, because the draft takes a lot more preparation and you want your coaches to be involved in that. I'm saying in an ideal world. In an ideal world for just knowing what your team needs are and then you can go and spend your money. No, I like it the way it is, honestly. Okay. Like I said, it's perfect for entertainment value. Because the NBA it, people complain about that, like, oh, free agency should be before the draft. Oh, okay. And part of it is like, when you need some cap space savings, you can trade, uh, you know, you can trade guys uh, for, you know, draft picks like yeah. James Bradbury. That would throw a wrench in it. Yeah. Um. So moves like that. All right. So, I have two slash three more positions that I would like the Giants to look into. Hit and it. I don't really I don't really have a lot of names, but do you have any more positions? I mean, there's other positions. You know, like Reggie, inside linebacker would be nice to bring in one cheap guy. That's what um, I'm thinking. Jalen Smith. Do you want to bring him back? I don't know, man. I feel like we're just chasing old Jalen Smith, and I don't know if that's going to come back. Do you think he would fit Wink? I don't know if he's going to be good enough in coverage. No, I don't think I don't know if he would be. Okay. Yeah, I have safety slash linebacker depth. I wrote down a few safeties. Deshaun Elliott from Baltimore. Um, he could be signed to a one-year deal. Marcus May from the Jets. DUI. My dream of signing Devin McCourty is still alive. Marcus May will be too expensive. He's a good safety. And Malik Hooker from Dallas. Is, would Hooker be really cheap? I, I know he's a down, former first-round pick. but I wrote down guys that I thought would maybe be cheap, but they probably won't happen. I don't know about Marcus May. I was actually talking about Marcus May on the stream the, last night. Brevard County's finest beat that uh, beat that dude in high school. Um, yeah. Is, so other other positions you got? Tight end. I don't have names, but I do think we are going to sign a tight end. What about OJ Howard? Eh. You know, we can do more work on him, and it can obviously be a different story, but it's just for very cheap. I mean, sure. I mean, I, I feel like you can have like 
Hayden he has 25 Hurst. catches the last two years. I don't think he'll be super expensive. No, I feel like I feel like if you say the if you say the names Hayden Hurst, OJ Howard, um, you know, you know, just insert like you know, somewhat slow average tight end here. I feel like that will work for the Giants. But I do think they are gonna sign a tight end because Caden Smith could be gone, slash he's kinda hurt. How Chris many are Myrick. you real how many are you realistically going to draft? So I do think a tight end is going to be signed in free agency. I would love to get uh uh Trey McBride and Greg Dulcich and we have like our our own kind of like fire and ice tight ends. Mm. You don't want to bring up uh Aaron Hernandez and Gronk? You don't want to make those comparisons? I would like to kind of have our you know, we're a culture of violence podcast, so that's that's just kind of too much violence. It's a little too much, yeah. Little 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 too much for me. I would also love this is the last name I'll bring up. Um I'm still on like man, Calais Campbell would be fun. Yeah, I just think he's going to be too expensive, and I don't know if he's going to want to play for the New York Giants. Yeah, he would be fun though, and I think that would be that would be kind of fun seeing him, Leo, and Dexter Lawrence running around in that interior together for for a year. It would be a one year deal. Um, he's also like he's like thirty five, I think. So uh, it would be really really fun, and I, that is something that I am rooting for. Good old ass Lee Smith, who you know was with the Bills for a couple of years, um, might have even been with freaking. Uh, Bobby Thompson. Uh, how about Evan Ingram? Happy that he was able to put out that tweet and be like, I'm free. Yeah, he's gone. He gone, gone. Um, all right, that's an episode? Yeah. So we'll most likely be back on Monday. If there's news about Bradbury or Blake, uh, we'll be back on Monday. If there's not, you know, actually, we'll, pro- we'll most likely be back on Monday. Uh, to talk about whatever moves the Giants do to get under the cap. And then free agency week, we'll kind of play it by ear. Big signings will go that day. Other stuff will kind of either go Wednesday or Friday. And up, Steezy. Oh, here we go. Favorite part of the show. Oh, t- three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Get to ten. Shit. Nine. All right, that's an episode. Enjoy your last weekend before uh, all the beat reporters start tweeting out Happy New Year. Uh, So we appreciate you guys. (laughs) We'll see you on Monday. Until then, let's go. Happy birthday, Justin. Go wish, tweet at Justin, happy birthday. Until then, let's go Big Blue.